We made it. That's right. <laughs> New in intro right there that we promised you. There still might be some tweaking in there that I'm still going to add to it, but that's kind of like uh, what we have right there. But kind of cool, right? I, I You sent it to me. See, here's the funny thing. Literally, we get off, off air mm -hmm. from last week's episode. Yes. And Dave's got the link sitting in his DMs. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then he doesn't, but he doesn't share it with me until like <laughs> the next day. So I'm at work on Monday and I get the video and I'm like, I'm sitting in the break room going, okay, that's cool. I like <laughs> that a lot. Yeah. Thank you to Alessandro Mask of Shy for uh, putting that together. But uh, yeah, I, I was like editing. Uh, I was like thinking about like tweaking it and obviously adding the logo yesterday, but uh, didn't finalize yet. But that's pretty much what it's going to look like. But I'm going to add, of course, our logo of DC Fanimated because that's what we are now, folks, because we are not just talking about Batman anymore. We are talking Superman and we're talking last son of Krypton part due. I know um, this it's really weird watching the last son of Krypton broken up into the three parts because oh, yeah. it is so clear that you're supposed to watch it as like one continuous <laughs> yeah i mean this episode starts off right where we left off like 100 obviously because we saw the ship sail into space go through that little portal and then it's like all right and pretty much when this episode starts it is just the the ship is about to make its uh about to make its uh landing in uh smallville and uh you know but notice it lands that's thank you scott this is why we do this this is why we do this because i have that exact note i said ship doesn't crash it lands does not crash like we're used to where it just and creates a freaking little you know like a long little and then Great, like a yeah like a trench you know but i was like i noticed that too i was like huh this ship actually like the mechanics of it it comes down and it actually just nicely lands calmly i was like wow i was like i forgot that 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 happened in this episode <laughs> i did too i completely forgot and i was just like that makes a whole hell of a lot of sense. I mean, you're dealing with Kryptonian technology that's better, you know, that's, you know, light years ahead of us. So, yeah, I even thought that, too. I was like, I even rewound it. I was like, huh. I rewound it. I'm like, it does just like full on land. That's a nice little like what they, they added to uh, to uh, Superman the Animated Series. I literally I, I love it because I literally the very first note I wrote is it doesn't crash. Period. <laughs> That's so awesome. I was like, yeah. I was like, thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying that. Uh, thank you for everybody uh, tuning in right here. We got Venom right now. We got Josh right here. Uh, Josh yes. Oh, I know, right? Okay. I, I have some. I have some words to say about that when we get Good. there. Good. That's going to be good. And of course, we got Jason. And then, of course, speaking of the man himself, who uh, made uh, who did our art. Thank you, Alessandro, for uh, uh, creating that that opening right there. Much appreciated, sir. So thank you. And then, of course, hey, we got a regular Neil here. I haven't seen you in a bit in the chat. So good to see you, buddy. All right. So uh, thank you guys for joining, of course. Um, Especially on a Memorial Day weekend. It's really appreciated. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, there was, like I said, one of the reasons why I relate is because I was at a little thing and, uh, of course, ran a little long. So apologize for the slight lateness, but we weren't going to skip up on uh, talking 
discussing some uh, Last uh, Son of Krypton Part 2 right here. And uh, thank you, RJ, also for joining. Yeah, we're all having a pretty good weekend. Good How's your weekend, weekend been? Yeah. It's been nice uh, working. No yeah, good. I know. It's a little different for you now, huh? It is a little different, but, you know, really weird doing a turnaround. I worked a 2 to 10 last night and then had to do an 8 to 4 today. Oh, wow. So you so, work today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I work and I'm working tomorrow, too. But, man, oh, man. I, you know, th- there's something about having a very physical job that I'm sore. This is what I'm doing instead of ibuprofen tonight. <laughs> nice. But it's good. You know, it's, it's like the gym membership that pays you. Yeah. You're basically being paid to to go to whatever, you know, lifting stuff, putting stuff up, using those shoulders. Scott's going to be jacked by the end of the year. Watch. That's right. I will be, I will be filling out this, this S very, very well. So that'll, yeah, that'll look good on you. But uh, yeah, hopefully you guys are having a good uh, Memorial day. Uh, Earlier today, I actually watched and it was like totally unplanned, but have you ever, you've seen Lone Survivor? I have not seen Lone Survivor. I it, it's one it's on the list because there's a lot of movies like that like for me i think of like american sniper yeah. i think of 13 hours um of course i love watching band of brothers like that's just yeah. that's amazing stuff right there but you know you need like a week to watch yeah, that's, band that's of brothers. Serious. yeah i remember i when it was airing on hbo i was watching it and then i fell off i need to watch that series again because i remember i really enjoyed it there's some names in there too oh there are lots of names and names before they became names that's what i was like hinting i was like there was people in that series that became names which is pretty interesting but uh yeah i watched lone survivor today uh with steph uh she hadn't seen it i i've only seen it once I forgot how freaking good that movie was. And then I forgot. I was like, oh, yeah, it's Memorial Day. Perfect, perfect movie for that. So if you haven't watched it, do yourself a favor. Watch that movie. It gets it's intense from like it's one of those movies where like eh, about 20 minutes in once like the shit goes down, it doesn't let up until the very freaking end. It's so great. Oh, I'll definitely I'll definitely have to check it out. Um, So I have I, I'm going to go ahead and let you know that this week's discussion is a plethora of. Okay. Who's that voice? And <laughs> Good. Uh, because, okay, well, once again, we've got a whole new cast of characters with a whole new stable of voice actors. And I'll, a lot of them I already knew. I already knew. But even as I prepared for the show, mm-hmm. I found some interesting trivia that even I didn't know. So I'm really looking forward to bringing it up. And since we're talking about the sh- fact that the ship doesn't crash, that it lands, um, we have to start off with, did you recognize Mom, Pa, Kent? No, I did not. I was oh. hoping. I, okay, because like they sounded familiar, but I was like, I'm not going to look. I'm a, I, I, you know, and that's one of the things. Sometimes I can hear it, but I try not to look because I like I like this part of the uh, the show is the fact that you've pulled the voice acting and it's going to blow my mind so well i i'll have to go ahead and I'm go ahead and fully admit that the only one i was definitively familiar with was jonathan kent okay because the voice of jonathan kent in this series is mike farrell mike farrell that sounds familiar tell me yeah. did you watch mash yes okay remember when trapper john leaves the show trapper john was played by wayne rogers and Hawkeye's new bunkmate was BJ Honeycutt. 
PJ Honeycutt. See, that's the thing. It's like, I watched it, but I'm not too familiar with it. So yeah, you're still going to have to help me out on this one. Well, but that's who Mike Farrell, Mike Farrell played what PJ. Him? Okay. And, and, all right. and that's all. And, and, and for me, that's what I know Mike Farrell from is I, I've seen every episode of MASH. I yeah. love MASH. Look him up. Maybe Farrell. the base. Uh, pulling it. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I recognize this guy. What else was he in? But yeah, I recognize the face definitely does look familiar. Yeah. BJ Honeycup, uh, seeing that right there, seeing the images. He, yep. Okay. Yep. Recognize this guy. I'm just trying to remember if he was like in anything else, but I think that was probably his most notable. It's really his thing. Like, like yeah. 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 I definitely recognize him. Yeah. Okay. Now <clears throat> I had to look up who Martha was. Okay. But when I looked up who Martha was, I my mind was blown by a detail I learned. Okay, so the actress who is the voice of Martha Kent, her name is Shelley Fabre. Okay. Okay. Uh, she was Donna Reed's daughter. She played Donna Reed's daughter on the Donna Reed show back in like the 60s. But if you ever watch, did you ever watch Coach with Craig T. Nelson? Uh, yeah, when I was a kid a little bit. I, okay. not, I don't remember episodes though. Right. Well, Shelley Fabre played the girlfriend who eventually became his wife. Okay. On Coach. Yeah. But you want to know the really cool piece of trivia? Huh? In real life, Shelley and Mike are married. No shit. So they're. Yes. Playing... <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So we got an actual married couple playing Martha and Jonathan. That's cool. Yeah. So that was that was just like I didn't know about. You know the connection there, and, I, and literally, I was on the Wikipedia page looking up Shelley's info, and I always check out that little like thing where it's like you know the born like the the quick little bio thing, and literally it said Mike Farrell married 1984, and I went, what the fuck? <laughs> Seriously, I, I like that. That's awesome. <laughs> Who else we got? Anybody else? Uh, not well. We'll, we'll talk get about them as we get to them. Yes, okay. but I okay. I wanted to start off because for me. The biggest thing, I mean, by the time I was watching Superman, the animated series, I had already seen like a gajillion episodes of MASH. So I heard Mike Farrell's voice and I was like, BJ. And I was just like, there he is. Sweet. But uh, yeah. So like I said, we left off the last episode with, of course, uh, baby Cal headed off, you know, goes through the portal and then is heading. And that's where this, you know, we pick up right here. And like I said, I just love the fact that you. (laughs) <laughs> that you said it doesn't crash it lands i mean it was just it was just one of those things where i went ah, i wonder like what was i mean it makes a lot of sense but i'm just kind of wondering like the fact that they chose to just do that as opposed to just have a well know. here's well unfortunately this we don't like to talk too much about what happens later on in the series yeah. we but when you realize that later on the series they reuse this rocket. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, they can't have it crash because it still needs to be operational. So I, I, I love the fact that it just lands because yeah. then it's in one piece. Yeah. It just comes in. Obviously we see Jonathan and Martha driving in that truck and, um, and of course they see like something, you know, going overhead and then, yeah, it just kind of goes like this. Those, those like, re- not, I guess, reverse thruster kind of things. It just kind of, and then it just calmly just lands on the ground. Well, because, you know, it, it, and this is even before something like, 
Well, I remember it really happening first in that old Fox space series, Space Above and Beyond. But then later mm-hmm. on, the reboot of Battlestar Galactica did it with the with the Vipers. But, you know, you got to think, I like the idea of it's a spaceship. The only way to go in different directions is to have, you yeah. know, thrusters that will shoot you in those different directions because it's space. <laughs> yeah. And so I like the idea that, you know, it, it, it's got something to slow it down because, you know, descent, you know, and then, but then also in space that would allow the ship to move in, you know, you you can't just turn your steering wheel to the, to the right and move to the right. Like you actually need a thruster to push you that way. So, yeah, I mean, there's always been those, like, you know, when you think about Star Wars and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, Star now, Wars makes no flipping sense no, whatsoever. Nothing, right nothing about Star Wars would absolutely, because all those, you know, the X-Wings and everything just in the Millennium, Millennium Falcon, just, just, they just operate like normal jets would in Earth's atmosphere naturally. But when you watch like movies like, like uh, Apollo 13 is a good one, for instance. When oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. When they're doing like the all the stuff, you see all the thrusters that are all around that ship that just, you know, and I think maybe even like, you know, if you like Interstellar, probably you had some of that, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The the more the more hard science fiction yes. does that. But, you know, stuff like Space Above and Beyond and then the reboot of Bellstar Galactica, they took the idea of if these are going to be fighter jets in space if we how are we going to move in space like you know we're watching freaking top gun exactly exactly so no but that was just a a cool little detail it's like sweet and then martha martha's just like she's just totally going what is and she just is all about like what is this i mean we see her walking into like the you know the the, obviously there's like smoke or steam or whatever the heck is like just around it lands in that pond true that's right it lands in the pond so creates steam and she's just like and then of course the 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 door just opens and naturally just being the nurturer that she is and you know and she just sees this little cute little baby wrapped up in a red blanket she's just going well I'm just going to grab onto you and, and hold you and walk around. And Jonathan's like, Whoa, <laughs> put that thing. What the hell is that? You know? Well, and also I love the fact that he calls it a Sputnik baby. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and I like that because it kind of, it's like, okay. So without dating the show, mm-hmm. we're giving an idea of, all right. So when S- Superman arrives, we're kind of like Cold War. So we're probably landing in a. What's great is because the show came out in the nineties. They're kind of establishing he landed in the sixties. So by the time he's thirty something, it would be the nineties, kind of in a way. Yeah, you're right. It does give like a, a little timeline right there, which, you know, we talked about timelines when it came to uh, Batman and we were kind of wondering <laughs> yes. about that. And it was trying to just figure out just by little clues that they give us with episodes. But yeah, you're right. The fact that he said like a Sputnik baby, it gives us a little bit of a timeline, too. So and I, didn't he also refer to Clark as it or Cal is it like put it, it back. Yeah, put, put it back. Yeah. And, and yeah. Martha was like, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, also, what a fabulous transition for the Dude. time jump. I, I love it where she's like, you know, 
uh, you know, Chris or. <laughs> yeah. She starts naming off different names that she wants to. And of course, they're all names that begin with C. And then all of a sudden she goes, well, maybe we'll do my. She says her maiden name. The right? maiden right? Because because that, yeah. that, if for people who don't know her, her name was Martha Clark. Yes. And so she's Martha Clark Kent. Yeah. That's where the Clark comes from. It, it, I, I love it when people recognize, you know, the little. The little details like that, but yeah, Clark was her was her maiden name, and it's interesting because they talk about it later in the episode. But there's always the every interpretation of Superman. There's usually the how do we explain the baby? Yeah, you know, uh, in the original, I mean, and when I say original, I mean Siegel and Schuster Action Comics number one kind of deal. Uh, they had actually the Kints weren't the ones who found the baby. Someone else found the baby, took him to an orphanage, and then the Kints adopted him from the orphanage. So sometimes it, it's always been established that Martha and Jonathan want to have kids, but for one reason or another, they are unable to conceive. And so there's either the uh, we adopted cover story. Or sometimes the story is written to where a bad winter hits. So the, he, she's able to, quote, give birth while everyone's staying at home during like a blizzard. And then they're able to pass it off as, oh, we, we were all trapped inside for so long. Um, Martha had a baby. Yeah. <laughs> how about that? Right. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. But but especially with how old Clark, Clark slash Cal is because he's already a toddler it's obvious that this series goes with the he was adopted. Yeah. You know, we we adopted him. We just don't say from where. Exactly. You know? Don't say hush hush from. But yeah, you're right. That transition because she goes, "Well, how about my maiden name, Clark? Clark?" And it's just like, and then all of a sudden, teacher. It's his teacher calling out his name, and he's daydreaming, looking at a bird fly, which foreshadowing, of course, uh, just. And we got Clark in in the class, and the, the teacher's just like calling out his name and blah blah blah. And, and it's then, high, and it's obviously high school. Yeah. It, you know, it's they're, because they're talking about midterms. Lana's there. We get no. Miss Lana Lang, red hair, green eyes. I noticed that I was like, man, they 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 gave her the poison ivy kind of treatment when it when it came to her because I was like, oh yeah, she they got the green eyes on her with the red hair. Well, I like actually, I think that's like genetically, like that's one of the because they're both recessive genes. Yeah, there is like a statistically, if you have red eyes, there's a high probability you end uh, with red hair. You end up with green eyes. It's a it's one of those weird like you know genetics yeah. things that happens. It's interesting, but yeah. So and then naturally, you know. Uh, she doesn't do well on tests. He does. Clark's smart. Let's face it. Even though he daydreams a lot. Um, and then, you know, and, and this is an interesting little scene that they have together too. Well, first off, I like how she calls like, um, well, well, first off, Clark is basically going, he's explaining to her that he is, like, his senses are just going buck wild. And this is what I, I like too. Like when it comes to at least approaching, 
Clark growing up and, you know, obviously, you know, if you, you know, you read the books, you see how that is. And, you know, there's been more than one interpretation when it comes to that. Sure. But then, of course, we think about Superman 78. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I immediately, you know, when we get to the when we get to Clark in in, in high school and I, I mean, obviously what gets in my mind is when he's running next to the train. And, yeah, doing all that. and there's a scene and there's a scene yeah. in here where he's running that that's very reminiscent of, yes. you know, Clark, the Clark running scene in 78. Absolutely. Yeah, there's that. But I mean, but what's cool about this is that he is concerned and telling Lana, like, I can hear things like the, over there, those two. And I know they named them. I forgot their name. But oh, it's they actually named Pete Ross. Oh, OK. <laughs> so you get so you get another great uh, yeah. Smallville, you know, reference of of Pete Ross. You know, Pete Ross is, you know, is supposed to be clark's you know best male friend from yep. his smallville days yeah and and he's basically saying like you know what's happening over there saying that uh i don't know what did they they mentioned the girl's name too but i don't remember i and the girl's name, name didn't stick with me because i, I yeah. basically once i heard pete ross i went that was it that, you know that my brain went click the rick, the rick dalton thing yeah no but he's basically saying that oh yeah she's saying that her parents are not going to be out of town yeah i know and then lana calls her that little little tart which you know obviously it's a kid's show i think she meant little slut <laughs> but <laughs> she called her a little tart and i thought that was funny but yeah he's just basically explaining like how he's hearing things and just things are just and he can see through the walls i mean he's he's not hiding his powers from no. lana he's totally telling lana this is what i can do right now yeah, she's basically, hey, you ever try to peek into the girls' locker room? And I'm like, come on, Clark, you know you have. You know, I think any, you know, <laughs> anybody, any teenage guy would be like, well, if I, I could see through walls, well, let's, mm. but Clark's also a nice guy, so maybe not. But anyways, I'm just saying, but I like well, how does, he, I, That's what I'm kind of funny, because in the, in the show Smallville, he does that on accident. Oh, on accident. I'm just kidding. I'm no, sure no, no, actually, literally, because he, he can't <laughs> control it. It just. Yeah happens it happens yeah. yeah but man was that every teenage boy's dream right there anyways <laughs> but yeah so i i do like the fact that that's happened and then all of a sudden he just goes listen you know i mean he just hears something and then of course we cut to like we have a family in a in like a um rv in a RV, then the tire pops and obviously madness is about to happen and everything so of course clark just like jumps right into action and you know he's running super you know faster i mean he's not like that's what's cool too it's like yeah he's running really fast and i think that's what i always liked when anytime that you're introducing the powers at least you know and i, and I do appreciate even what zach did with the flashbacks and you know he didn't he i think that because it, it's been done so much it's like okay let's show him as a kid and you know when it came to the bus and the bridge thing i thought that was a cool way to be like all right so he's not we haven't really seen him like we don't see him do like a you know leaping or running real quick but we see him push a bus out of a river i mean that was something unique and different when it came to this i do like the fact that you know he springs into action and the fact that when he's like trying to you know, get this family out there out of the the winnebago because obviously it like goes into like a, a gas a gas station, station yeah, yeah. And it starts like blowing up and fire and and then we're at the last minute. And it was kind of like a, oh, my God, kind of scene, even like watching it uh, again. I was like, you got this little girl. You see her like in, you know, in the in the RV still banging on the, the windshield like, ah, 
on? It was like, oh shit. And then of course he just runs right in there and, and gets that. And, and then he's like holding on to her. He's his clothes are singed and you know, he's got burned, but he, of course he's not burned, but the clothes are burned. And it's just like, it, it was a cool little introduction of, Hey, this is what he can do kind of thing. You know, I thought it was right. a cool thing, but yeah, but you see, he doesn't have all of his powers. No. You know, he's not as fast as he eventually will become because he's still like he's not a blur yet. He's still just running really fast. And yeah. and he also has no concept of trying to hide, you know, his powers because no. he's there in front of, you know, this family just like there's, there people I am. That are, there's people that are coming in to look and see what's happening. Even Lana's there. And, you know, I think, was it Lana that even said that you're not even burned? Like It I was Lana. Yeah, yeah. And she's just, you know, so she's there witnessing this whole thing after he was just explaining to her that he's able to do, like, these crazy things. And, and then we get to the next scene, and then he's just talking to his dad, Jonathan, and he's, like, bending a pipe, you know, and just, like, I'm getting stronger. It feels like I'm getting stronger and faster every day. Shows and off his heat ray vision. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was kind of cool because he's just... Cause like uh, the bent pipe that he, you know, that he showed and then all, you know, Jonathan's holding it and he goes, Hey, I could do this too. And he just does that and just basically breaks it in half. And finally, this is the, the moment where Jonathan's like, Martha, time to tell him. And, and this is once again, cause like, I, and, and I think it's also interesting that the ship isn't like in like a cellar. It's yeah. literally just like in a, <laughs> like, like yeah. In a chest. yeah, they don't go under. Yeah, there, there's no like going under the ground to find this ship. It's just, it's there's like a, it's basically like a big crate or something. Yeah, like and yeah. there's the rocket ship. Yeah, and you know, starts explaining that, and naturally, Clark is like, "Remember when we no. said you were adopted? <laughs> we just never said from where." <laughs> there it is. There it is. And and of course, they have this box that they had that was in the ship that has whatever on it and they're like we don't know what the hell this is maybe you have the magic touch and sure enough he does because as soon as he holds the box it starts doing its thing and then all of a sudden you see the s which i then... think it's cool because i think what what happened with a box like that i think because the two pan like there's like two panels moving yeah. in i think that if you matched up different parts you could probably get like every crest like like I would imagine oh, yeah. that those things probably match up to create the various crests of the different yeah. families on Krypton. This reminded me a lot of John Burns way of doing like the idea that there isn't like this AI that there isn't, he doesn't go to the fortress immediately that by holding this piece of technology, it gets like projected into his mind. That's very much where it reminded me of the man of steel mini series. John Byrne did in 1986. Mm. So, but did you notice when the hologram happens? I love it that it's not like interacting with Clark It is clearly a pre-recorded message. Cause they are looking like, yes, I did, notice that. I did notice that because like, yeah, because when you see them, obviously you see, you, you see Jorel and, and Cara, uh, Cara, Laura, uh, Laura, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> I was one letter off. Um, we see them, they're like talking, but of course he's at a distance, but when he gets closer, 
they're not like looking down. It's just straight up like they're looking forward. And I, yeah, I noticed that little detail too. You know, I mean, again, there's different interpretations that we've seen when it comes to this too. I mean, I, I liked what Zach did when it came to the interaction, like with, with how they did with, uh, I mean, obviously it was beautiful. And then of course, you know, when it came to 78, it was more of just um, the crystals and the here, you know, seeing them on the, you know, the big projection of yeah, all like a projection of, yeah, and everything. So, but yeah, it was cool. And then basically, and it was kind of, it was also kind of cool too. The fact that there's like a, a like a beam that's like, you know, right here between his eyebrows, and it's the S too. And he's just like looking into it, and, and even Martha gets concerned because he's just like, no, no, it can't be true. And he's like, because he's no one else, because he's only yeah. he he's the only one who sees it. It's literally yeah. being beamed into him because he's the kryptonian like yeah he's, man kryptonian it, virtual reality much better than ours <laughs> yes exactly by the way i forgot to mention uh there's oh also yeah the voice of clark the voice of clark the voice of yeah. teenage clark yes now i i this guy's voice has been all throughout I, you recognize it but i don't i don't remember his name okay his name is jason marsden that's jason marsden there you go now did you know where you heard the voice before i've heard him in uh, i mean it's just so many other animation stuff, but I I, I want to believe that he was also in Boy Meets World as Eric's friend. But anyways, yes, because we talked about yes. this. Okay, right, remember right. <laughs> we talked about this because it's the same actor who played Spunky in That's the right. Baby Doll episode. There it is, yes. of Batman the Animated Series. That's what it is. But yes. animation wise, a couple of uh, or voiceover things. Uh, in case anyone needs a reminder, or if I didn't even mention it when we did Baby Doll, he is the voice of Max Goof in the Goofy movie, mm-hmm. and. He's Binks the cat in Hocus Pocus. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, he's got that recognizable voice. And that's like the first thing that I think of when I hear his voice is he was in Boy Meets World as Eric Matthews bestie for like two seasons, maybe, maybe one season. I don't know. But I remember he was there and then he wasn't, but he has a distinct kind of voice. And I was like, oh yeah, that's right. He's part of this too. And I forgot that you mentioned that. Yeah. And the baby doll one. That's right. That's right. But yeah. There you go. What's his name again? Mars. Jason Marsden. Mar- See, I want to say James Marsden, but I know. And yeah. it's like, sorry, that's Superman Returns. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Now, not the, not, not that one, but uh, not, not related. I don't think either. So no, uh, no, 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 definitely not that. So, but yes, I was like, yeah, I didn't want to forget to uh, bring up the voice, but yeah, he doesn't want to accept it. And he's just, I mean, it gets to the point where he goes like, He's like, I am normal. Like he wants, it's just kind of freak. It, yeah. I'm mean, yeah, He doesn't. It, and it's a cool little scene because, you know, when you have, when you've, I mean, we're, we're, I guess we're kind of going to say like, he's about 15, 16 years old at this point, maybe. I, see, I was going to say more like 16, 17. Yeah. 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 Like up there and you know, you're 17 years and you're trying to be, you know, you're living a normal life. And but then all of a sudden this weird stuff's happening and it's freaking you out. Obviously, we 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 got that it's freaking Clark out because of the way he was talking to Lana. And then even though he used his abilities for good earlier, it was just kind of like, but he doesn't want to, you know, be looked at like that. You know, obviously well, I but, think the idea is that he was accepting the fact that he had powers, yeah, but the fact that he's an alien kind yeah. of kind of pushes him, um, which is kind of cool because 
it leads us into the animated universe's version of a first flight scene. Mm, that's very true, which happens right after this, right after he gets out of this. Uh, I mean, obviously, they explained what happened to Krypton, where he's from, who they are. And, uh, and he, gets the whole he literally gets a download. The, yeah. And then he runs off. Yeah, it's a lot it takes. So what does he do? He he does the he does the thing we've seen before where, you know, the kid goes running out into the field or running away. But the difference is him is that he's running so fast that he leaps. And I love the fact that he starts off by doing the leaping. Because uh -huh. once again, I, for anyone who doesn't know, I know a lot of hardcore fans already know this, but if you go back to those early Siegel and Schuster comics, Superman yeah. didn't fly. Exactly. He leaped. That's why I said leaped higher than any uh, tall, leaped tall buildings yes. in a single bound, uh -huh. which is funny because he didn't start flying until the radio show. <laughs> they yeah. They had him flying and then that got brought over into the comics you know yeah. superman has this weird history of so much of his mythology has been created all over the place and we just think it's been there since the no. beginning and it and it hasn't so <laughs> even the flying was something that came later so i love the fact when they do things like this i mean man of steel does it uh, superman returns showed it 78 doesn't really show it yeah but yeah. but the idea that we see the leaping and then the leaping eventually becomes the fly. Like in this one, he leaps and then he just doesn't land. And he yeah. just keeps on he goes going. Right over like a little canyon or whatever the hell that's like out there or whatever. But you know, it's funny too because when you when you talk about action comics number one, one of the things that I remember is like he's like carrying a guy. He's like carrying a guy and he's running along power lines yes you know yeah yes. and then like the, the dude was like freaking out he's like we're gonna be electrocuted he's like no we're perfectly fine you know and it, it kind of gave it like a little lesson too because it was like you know these are all wrapped up the lines are good but hey let's not you know as long as we don't touch the you know the insulators essentially and you know that are grounded and then he goes whoops almost touched one you know it's just like one of those things where like he's literally got a goon but he's not flying off to like he's running across power lines with like a bird. Yes, exactly. So it's just yeah, it was if you go back to like those early issues, like, yeah, there's no fly. I mean, even the did he, he in the shoes or not the uh, yeah, no, 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 the, the original animated Fleischer Fleischer. I could, yeah, I was like, not Schuster Fleischer. I was like, I knew it was a sure in there. Did he, he he flew in those. He yeah, flew, he, 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 flew. he 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 leaped he leaped and flew. Yes, uh, but because that's the because, opening had him talk about leaping. Yeah, that's well, right. because of uh, the voice in the Fleischer cartoons was mm. the same actor who played him in the radio show. I think you told me that one time. Yeah, that's right. Cool. Because the whole because that whole intro we hear is now faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive. That's all yeah. from the radio show and the Fleischer. And then, and then later on, the George Reeves TV show, of course, had that just adopted it from the radio show. Yeah, but yeah, I just I just remembered that in the action, action comics, the first one, and I was like, oh yeah, when he was running across those power lines with that dude on his shoulders, it was a cool little like uh, I don't know, it was just cool because it was like, yeah, Superman wouldn't probably do that now, but it was a cool little thing then. But uh, yeah, like you said, he just leaps like over like a, a little canyon or ridge or whatever the hell you want to. And then he's just like, all right. And then he turns around and decides to just be like, all right, let's try that again. But this time 
he sails into the air like the bird that he was watching as he was daydreaming in class. And it's a cool scene. It's a cool it's scene. A cool, it's a very cool scene. It, With the music, it, all the score. Huh? It's actually the. It's my favorite part of the episode. It, yeah. it, I think. I think. It, I think. It, it. This episode, personally, to me, if you look at the three parter that is the last son of Krypton, part two for me is the weakest part. Okay. But for me personally, yeah. but this sequence. I think is the highlight of the episode. I think yeah. it's, I think it's a great part of the episode uh, because then he just, he flies around, he comes home to see mom, and pa, yeah, everything's like, mom, dad. And they're like, what? And then all of a sudden he just, and then just lands and they're like, you know, it's like a, you know, an angel from the sky, just kind of just the way he lands. Yeah, and then and then it's kind of this awkward jump to Metropolis. Like, yeah. That's the one. That's the one. That's part of what makes part two a little weak, or at least when you're watching it as a part two instead of watching it as a, you know, an extended movie. You know, like which you can watch. Um, is that suddenly we just jump and it's Metropolis, and he's you know twenty years older, yeah. <laughs> you know, 10, 20 years older. It, it just doesn't work especially not in a especially when you don't take part two as like its own episode yeah i i, I did forget that when, when he is flying around i did write clark is also addicted to animals <laughs> in this because we i think i even uh when i talked about it with zach when when i was doing my own video and we were it was first flight happening and i think zach mentioned like yeah he fucks with those animals because he goes like through like those and even like in this there's like some like sheep or whatever that he kind of flies mark by. wade does mark wade does yeah. it in birthright He's yeah and then the there's like a dog that's like what the fuck what are you doing here like you know there's like a dog and that's like like running with them or something like that that and i was just I, I wrote that on there i also did write when he's talking to uh lara and uh and jarell they actually do say like you know this will be your legacy and i was like oh they said legacy hey folks what's happening you know i'm just gonna you know the fact that they're giving them the information so like hey what's gonna be your legacy on this planet is you know the fact that they're gonna you're going to be somebody above and you can be somebody that's greater and help humanity and blah, blah, blah. I just like the fact that, oh, yeah, they said legacy. And I'm like, you know, I'm kind of wondering, like, you know, when it came to Superman legacy and uh, titling it that from James Gunn. I'm not saying that he totally pulled it from here, but, but it's such a part of the mythos. Though. It is like that's the thing. And that's what I was kind of getting at is just the fact that they're I mean, that's why they sent him here. You know, that's they, they knew that's like, OK. This place is dying. We're going to send you here. This seems to be the spot. I mean, it's even mentioned in Man of Steel, the fact that it's like, you know, he'll he'll be a god to them. And you got to pick, you know, and then, of course, Jonathan, even in Man of Steel, you got to pick what kind of man you want to be, Clark. And, you know, don't use your powers and anger kind of thing. And, you know, it's just always like the lesson. Marlon Brando is Jor-El yeah. says that in 78. It's they're great yeah. people, Kal-El. You know, they, yeah. you know, you know, I forgot exactly what there'll be people that 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 will not accept you that'll even try to kill you you know I mean they're giving them all the they gave them all the warnings just like we've seen in previous you know other iterations too they're giving them all the warnings and I like that consistency with the iterations the fact that it's like yeah you're gonna be something special but there's gonna be people that are gonna be like fuck you man <laughs> you know? it's like they know they know yeah. this is gonna happen yeah but persevere be the be the hero that you're 
that you're meant to be. Once yes. again, you you come you know, from Jarrell's perspective, it's you come from the house of L. That means something. Yes. Yeah. And that's what uh, and 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 I think this ep- this ep- that part at least in this episode really emphasized that. Did a great job. We got the flying sequence, the first flight, and then of course, yeah, but I'm with you or it just kind of and then all of a sudden we're going news broadcast present day this little girl guardian angel you know she felt which was kind of weird she fell out of like such a high like spot and then you know that somebody blew from the sky you know came in and rescued her and they found her on the ground level which was yeah it is kind of like an interesting but it is kind of a cool way to introduce lois lane I guess Miss Dana Delaney. I, yeah, exactly. Who, of course, we've also we've also already seen as Andrea Beaumont in Mask of the Phantasm. Mm-hmm. Which tangent? Yes, they're going to be releasing a 4K of Mask <laughs> of the Phantasm. Somebody mentioned that in the chat. Actually, Slade's uh, movie, etc. He actually uh, mentioned that right there because that is, in the, yeah. He said like, "Hey, what are your all thoughts about Mask of the Phantasm?" Yeah. What's hey. my thoughts? I'm going to be buying another. I'm going to be buying my sixth copy. Of yeah, Mask that's of what the I, about to say. I saw your tweet. I'm like, well, when it, according to Scott, this is going to be a sixth version of this damn thing. So. There you go, you know, and I'll purchase it too. I have, I have, I, I didn't, I never got the DVD. No, I did get the DVD. I have the DVD. It's in a box somewhere. I had the VHS. So this will be my third copy because I plan on picking it up myself. So I'm only half in what he has. This freak, <laughs> this freak over here with all the, all the, all the versions. <laughs> and I don't, I don't still own all those versions, by oh, yeah. the way. Yeah, I just, but how many times, but this will be yes. my sixth time to have bought the thing. Yeah. Like I said, I think I have, I have Masters of Phantasm in a box in my closet as a DVD, but I remember I, I wore out that fucking videotape when it came out oh god it, didn't it didn't we all but Fuck. that was the first time we saw dana delaney we get dana yeah. delaney yeah but now before we get to dana delaney's lois lane i want to mention a character who's created for the animated series oh. angela chin the news reporter okay oh yeah it's that we see in the broadcast that we see in the broadcast voiced by lauren tom who will come back later because mm. she will also be terry mcginnis's uh girlfriend dana in batman beyond oh interesting okay like it i like that so but yeah it is a, yeah good yeah so so and it, it was but then come rebirth air in the comics they eventually brought angela chin to the comic books nice see animated series creating characters for the books we always love to hear that but yeah it is a weird transition it definitely is but then and then of course lois is just like what the hell is this? You know, some flying pigeons, friendly pigeons. What the hell is this? And then, and then naturally, like, what's 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 on the front page of the Daily Planet? It's about this. And she, of course, is pissed because she worked on a whole different story. So, of course, she storms Perry White's office, going, "What the hell?" And do we need to know who Perry White is? Oh, we've we talked about it already because it's George oh, yeah. Zunza, you know, who we just had in Batman. We had him as the ventriloquist. That's right. That's right. And he was just in uh, Sub Zero because he was. I'm, I'm I, now I'm blanking on the character's name, but the doctor that Mister Freeze. Gets oh yeah, with the, 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 the deep blue eyes. The deep blue eyes you guys are talking about in Sub Zero. Yes. yes. Yes, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So she's pissed, and then, and then this is how we get introduced to the modern day Clark Kent because you know she's pissed that there's like a Superman Angel story kind of whatever the Guardian Angel story or whatever the hell and then and then she's and then uh, he's just like well we got a new hire and and I love how the fact that she just immediately goes is he cute 
Well, you tell me. You know? <laughs> no, I love Perry. <laughs> I love Perry Jackson. Well, you tell me. You know, he's right yeah. there. There but, he is. But what I love about Clark, on, and this is our first time getting Tim Daly sure as the voice of Clark Kent Superman in the series, which, oh my God, Tim Daly is, I mean, yeah, and just like Kevin really Conroy, he's one yeah. of those that's like when I read Superman comics, you hear Tim Daly. Yes. I hear Tim Daly. And, you know, and, it, and, you know, differently with Tim Daly, I mean, Kevin Conroy, I don't think a lot of us knew who we even look like or whatever, but I mean, if you were wings, watching, wings, sitcoms, wings was one of the funniest sitcoms you know, in the nineties. And then he was, you know, he was in movies as well. And oh, you know what? I knew him. I, Cause I didn't watch wings, but you know what? I knew him really from. Dr. You know what it, Hyde? No, okay. <laughs> no, no, actually okay. I saw that later. I saw that yeah, okay. Dr. Hyde later, <laughs> but for me, you know, ABC used to do those two night mysteries of like Stephen King adaptations. Uh-huh. And then one time Stephen King wrote an original called storm of the century. Okay. And Tim, and Tim Daly was the lead. I remember that series. Yeah, I totally remember that series. He plays the sheriff. I think he plays the sheriff of the of the yeah. island, you know, and it ends up being the same island that like Dolores Claiborne was on. And oh, that was a- by the way, if you can find it, watch Storm of the Century. Excellent I miniseries. That. I remember that series. But yeah, he's been in many things. But I, uh, yeah, Dr. Jekyll and Miss Hyde. That was like a. <laughs> That was an interesting movie. That was an interesting movie with interesting Sean movie. Young. Yes. As, yes. Sean Young as uh, Miss Hyde. Very, very. I mean, it's it's it, it was a 90s. It's a 90s comedy. Yeah. Thing. We got a scientist trying to create a thing. A perfume. It was, it was perfume a- ends up turning him into a woman. And, you know, it was very, very interesting. Very interesting uh, concept and very interesting uh, movie. Uh, but I remember that was like his starring role i remember uh, watching that and all being all about it because i thought it was a f- hilarious when i was a kid even though my parents like i remember my mom like like going wait well we were watching because i rented it on remember back in the day folks when you go to your local video or a blockbuster and i remember renting that because i was like this sounds cool and then i remember one point she was like hey cover your eyes because yeah for a pg-13 it can get a little it's a little know. racy for a third yeah, for a PG-13. yeah so yeah. but you know but uh, yeah, but yeah, Tim Daly. I mean, and I I loved what he was uh, doing on his, like he had like a, not his YouTube. Channel, I think it was his son's YouTube channel, or they had no, a they, they had a joint one. Yeah, 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 that's right. And some of the stuff they did on there. Was oh, crazy. it was hilarious. So and, good. and all the references they would make to do like like when, when they Kevin would, Conroy showed up. Conroy, Kevin Conroy showed up, and uh, I think we played it on that vodka stream. We did yeah. when after Kevin Conroy passed away. So yeah, good. and then and then there's also the one where like uh, later on in the Flashpoint Paradox direct video movie that Jay Oliva did, yeah. Sam Daly, Tim's son, was the voice of Superman in that movie. Yeah, because he sounded almost just like he's like, sound a little bit like his dad. Yeah, he really it just, does. It just worked out. But yeah, I'm with you on that too. If I'm reading a Superman comic book, Tim Daly's in my freaking voice in my head. But I love the way Tim Daly, how they do Clark. Because he's not the goofy Clark. He's a lot more like George Reeves from the 50s TV show. Because he's, you know, he stands up straight. Like, he's 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 a big guy. You know, he is he is cute. And, <laughs> and he's savvy, too. Like, you know, Perry tells Lois to take him on this LexCorp story. And she ditches him. And, you know, we bump him. Because of Jimmy. 
because of Jimmy. <laughs> and Jimmy reminds me a lot of Jimmy like he was on Lois and Clark. He's very much like a 90s, you know, Jimmy. Yeah, because he's carrying like a box of stuff. He's like ta- talking. Cargo about- pants. Yeah, like, you know, he's got like a mullet you know, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and he's just like, oh, yeah, I would like to show you my pictures and blah, blah, blah. And he's dropping papers. So Clark, being the nice guy that he is, is helping him out. And Lois is just like, see ya. You know, you know, Miss Lane likes to use me a lot. And the Clark goes, I'm sure she does. Yeah, exactly. Like Clark already knows, like, oh man, this Lois is going to be something else. Uh, But yeah, she gets in the elevator and she's like, see you later. But, uh, you know, when she gets obviously the, the, uh, where she has to go, where they have to go is, you know, Lex Corp is going to be doing a demonstration of a Lexo suit and doing the you know and like oh what could go wrong here right Right, Uh, but i love the fact that clark's already there and he's already got a quote and 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 lois is like how did you get here so fast (laughs) how did you get here so fast and then i I flew here yeah yeah and then and then she's like did you get a quote he said if you share a byline and tucks it i'm like Oh, yeah, Stasny Clark here. He, he he already he's already I think he already gauged Lois and it was like, all right, I see how she's going to be. So I'm going to have to like, you know, make sure I got to I got to make a name for myself here. And he's like 100 percent just, you know, almost reminding me a little bit of Lois and Clark, to be honest, like that, you know, well, because he's not while he's not like he doesn't play the hayseed. No, like she calls him Smallville because he does say, you "Ever been to Kansas?" And she's like, "God, yeah, 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 know why." But yet he doesn't. But he doesn't come across like the golly gee, Miss Lane. Yeah, he's like, he has a slow, slow. Fuck you. <laughs> I have a quote. You want it? Give me a byline. Yeah. You know, and and I like that. And that, and like I said, that's what makes me think of the George Reeves interpretation of Clark because his Clark was very. You know, yeah. you know, uh, you know, firm and confident and sassy. So, if anyone hasn't watched the Adventures of Superman, to check out George Reeves' uh, performance there, go check it out because that's what the Clark in this animated series like. They pull a lot from that, and I like this being that version of Clark because he's not a buffoon. They don't play for the comedy. They play it for, I don't know. I'm, if I'm going to be a reporter, I'm going to have to be able to like make it in the city. Yeah, he's going to have to hold his own. And and that's what's good. Yeah, I do like the fact that it's not the bumbling. I mean, you know, again, there's always the different interpretations. And I like the fact that, yeah, like you said, there he's more confident. He's going to. And yeah, I like, yeah, when he, when he tucks it in, it's like, yeah, do I share like the what do you say? The byline. byline. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now that's yeah, it's it, it, they established that. Yeah, there's going to be that kind of relationship between Lois and Clark in this um, in this version. And then, of course, we get the, uh, you know, the Lexo skeleton suit 5000, whatever the hell it is. But it's just a Lexo suit. Uh, we get our introduction to Lex Luthor. Finally, with the, I know with Clancy Brown, of course. Mr. I mean, Clancy Brown, who's going to be showing up in the Batman, the and, Penguin. Oh, the Penguin. Well, he'll probably show up in the Batman. I, well, I would hope he would show yeah. up. I mean, it's yeah. freaking Clancy Brown. We he's just saw the him Batman. In, yeah, he was just saw him in John Wick Four. So yeah. you know, he's got that the distinct voice for sure. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think I, we even talked about it on last episode. It's like because he tried out for, for Superman. Yes. Yeah. 
And the fact is, man, it's like, dude, you don't have, you have a villain's voice. It's just, God. I think the first time I saw Clancy Brown was Pet Cemetery 2. Oh, really? Was, I, yeah. I think definitely. Okay. Here's where the timeline gets fuzzy. Probably the first time I actually saw him was probably Shawshank Redemption. Cause he's the head guard yeah. in Shawshank Redemption. But of course, my most memorable thing is seeing him as the Kurgan in Highlander. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I think like, I didn't see Shawshank until later on. I didn't see it when it first like came out. It was one of those later movies where it was like, okay, I keep hearing about this movie. Let me watch it. Oh, it's one of the greatest movies ever. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sad that I didn't watch this until I was like, you know, probably like after 18 or something like that. It oh just, man, you were yeah. missing out for so long. Yeah. But I mean, it was like, it bad. I've, dude, I mean, how many times have I watched it since? But oh, yeah, like I said, he was in pet cemetery Two, which nobody fucking remembers that one. It was, it had Edward Furlong in it. Remember that guy, folks, Terminator, John yeah, Connor, John Connor. Yeah. yeah. That was like his second movie that he starred in. And it was just, they try to do, another pet cemetery but it was like and eh, you know it's one of those but i remember watching it it was like on like showtime or cinemax or whatever and i was like so it was like one of those things oh it's on it's on a lot let me just watch it but yeah he was like the stepfather of edward furlong who was a dick and then of course dies and comes back and blah 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 but i remember but he's just he's you know let's face it he just that's, he has a vo he just has that voice yes he does yeah and 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 something I've always I want to talk to you about this for a second. Okay. I I find the design of Lex Luthor so interesting. Yeah. I mean, because he has like those really he's got he's got larger, he actually has lips. Like, like no one else except for like Lois, no one else right. is drawn with lips. You're right. In this series. And it's it he just has a very unique look that i was i would love to be able to ask bruce tim like what were you going for yeah when, it when is an drew, interesting lex. when you drew this lex yeah you know and you know and he's he's got a darker shade of skin too which is different as well and he's it's huge, huge. Like, he's built like he's yes. not frail he's not looking at him he's not in opposite of Superman. Right. You know, he's not he, overweight. Cause like the John Byrne Lex Luthor yeah. was like a little pudgy. Yeah. And, and I, it's just interesting uh, that no, they went for a Lex that's jacked. Yeah, they did. Yeah. He's got that. Yeah. He's got that stature. Like he is, you know, he can hold his own. He works out. He, he has a he, he has a chest. He has a chest, you know, which you know a lot of the dudes, except for maybe Jimmy, uh, <laughs> uh, in this, like you know, like they stand up tall and they're confident. Yeah, he's very much, he's very much like that. But of course, when we get this demonstration of this exo suit, this Lexo suit, I should say, which is a cool name, obviously, um, showing it off on video. But then of course, uh, we got these uh, other guys that just want to like, you know storm you know crash the party and uh start uh getting into some ruckus here exactly and as josh in the comments mentioned earlier he's never named in this episode but the leader is john corbin who of course and this is what i love about the animated series just like batman did if you know comics you know who john corbin is you know who john corbin becomes and and in and, and Dave, of course, you know who he becomes, right? 
Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Who is he going Sorry, I'm drawing a blank right now. Really? Okay. Metallo. Oh, that's right. John Corbin is Metallo. Right. And he right. will become Metallo. Yeah, they, they actually see that happen. And you actually see that happen. But kind of like how we saw Barbara for like two or three episodes before yeah. she ever became Batgirl. We saw Harvey we Dent. We, before he ever be, we saw Harvey Dent for two or three episodes before he ever became two-faced like i love how it's like we don't just immediately become this character it's like no we're gonna get introduced to john corbin who and did you recognize the voice no i didn't recognize the voice it's malcolm mcdowell oh shit well of course <laughs> oh my god yeah i i think have we mentioned that before or well because he... malcolm mcdowell showed up in uh batman the animated series who did he play again uh Oh god, who did he play? Yeah, we have talked about Malcolm McDowell before, but I'm oh yeah. Oh now now I cannot believe I and it's funny because now I'm seeing like his freaking face as Metallo, and I'm like, yeah, brain fart. Sorry. Oh my god, who was he? Who was he (laughs) Josh? Josh, how dare you? (laughs) What did Josh say? Oh, he's Metallo. Okay. (laughs) Oh (laughs) yes. Uh, yeah, oh, I know what you're referring was, to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was Arcady Duvall in Showdown. He That's was Rachel Gould's oh, yeah. son. Yes. That's right. Because I, I knew we've talked about him before. So, but uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I am a one hundred fencing yeah. champion. My heart's all a flutter. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, uh, yeah. So then, of course, they come flying in on their little hover vehicles hover bike kind of things and um and then yeah shit goes to uh shit goes to uh goes to, you know well it goes to shit and then of course we get our first official we get our first shirt rip you know yeah and and that's another thing that gets me about part two's animation mm. is not good yeah this episode it's not it's not the greatest no it's it, great for next week is when we get to part three and the animation is like better. oh it's it's chef's kiss in part three but yeah but uh, yeah, and then all of a sudden, you know, of course, you know, he's got a swing into action. Everything's going. And naturally, Lois gets in, you know, let's face it, Lois, even though she's very strong and can, you know, but she'll trip over things. And well, yeah, she's this, running this, around in heels and a skirt. I mean, come yeah, on. That's true. Very true. It's not it's not that easy. But uh, this is where we want to clip in because this is when we get our first official introduction to Mr. Superman right here in. Uh, oops, I hit the wrong thing right there. Sorry. Share screen, not share file. All right, so here we go right here. So here she's about to run and trip over this thing that's whatever this thing is right I know, here. Right, whatever she trips over. Yeah, it's just right there. So, I like how her eyes like match her outfit. Oh, I never noticed that. <laughs> there he oh, is. Oops, sorry. And there's the theme. Yep. <laughs> Heck yeah. It's so love it. He just also, looks back at her. And then, and then also I love off. the flying sound yes. in this series. Gentlemen, believe it or not, we are being tailed. <laughs> believe it or not, we're being tailed. There he yeah. comes. He's moving so slowly. It yeah, looks right? like. Oh, God. The difference. Oh, look at that. 
and, and here's another thing that's always so important about what they did in the animated series that very much calls back to what John Byrne did post-Crisis is that like those lasers hit him, yeah, and they hurt, yeah, like he, you know, it's not he like he's not, he's not in, you know, while it doesn't like destroy him. Yeah. He also doesn't, it doesn't just like bounce right off of him. Like, it's like, oh, that's smart. And they let things, like, he gets punched into a wall and he kind of goes, ah, like, he feels it. And I love that because it doesn't overpower him as a character. Exactly. Keep on doing shooting stuff at him. I also think it's kind of cool because it's like a smart missile because like Corbin's actually like still like guiding it. Uh-huh. Huh. Oh no! Oh no! Airplane! Wing. And that's and it! And to black and that's the end of the episode! <laughs> what the hell? It's like, what the shit? My god. I was like, I was kind of going like, because I was looking, I was like, oh, this episode ends... I'm like, oh, yeah, it does end on a fucking cliffhanger, doesn't it? And sure enough, boom. <laughs> because when we get to it next week, I told you, like, I saw part three before I saw anything. So <laughs> the plane crashing, how part three starts is like what I saw first. That's what you saw first. I'm trying to remember. I, I know. Like I said, I, I I watched that. that I watched right at the beginning. But, yeah, that's an interesting spot to come into. But, yeah, there you go. They just kind of like, all right, we're going to leave it at this. We got our introduction to Superman. And he's doing some Superman things, and then all of a sudden, boom! We got a cliffhanger. We're gonna see how how that wraps up and part because he because he screws up. Yeah, he does, which is good. He's not perfect, you know? right? I, and well, I like once again. This is what I love about the Superman. The Superman has to learn, and and because they depowered him, you know, he takes punches, he gets shot, and he goes, ah, oh. you yeah. know. It, it 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 hurts and yeah. and i and i like that it, it's something that i'll point out later on with other things that they intend that the creators intentionally did throughout the series when they were trying to bring superman into the, you know this animated universe yeah no it's good but uh yeah i mean obviously like uh having the introduction be three parts is you know it's cool you know, not everything executed. We were all like going, eh. The first episode with all Krypton, I think we really just dug all, pretty much all of that. Oh, all of that. Because yeah, it, was, it was very focused because it was yeah. just tell the Krypton story. Yeah, tell the Krypton story, give some backstory to Kryptonian uh, culture and showing, Big you know, Brainiac. Yes, it was, which, you know, it was just a perfect way to send that off. And then, of course, send off Cal. Uh, and then the way that this whole thing starts off strong, but yeah, the transition into present day, I think we both agree that it was oh, okay. Now we're here. We're, we're, we're present day now. Cool. And there's Lois. All right, sweet. And you know, so, it, but it was just, it felt like, almost felt like, man, I almost wanted maybe the teenage Clark to have this entire part, like this entire part of the it, story. I, you know what? It feels like he should have. It's like, yeah. It's like part one should have been all Krypton. Part two should have been all Smallville. Part three should have been all Metropolis. You yeah, know that. I think that would have been a better way to structure it. Because like I said, like when it, when it transitions to that present day, it is weird. It's just weird. After we got that great first flight and 
and then it just kind of just goes right into that. I think they should have spent more time with teenage Clark in that, in this full part. And then just like saved, yeah, part three to be entirely like, all right, now we're Metropolis. Now it's Superman. And now we're here. And then that's how we wrap up this introduction right there. I think that would have been better to structure it like that. Well, and it's, and it's a very, and once again, go back to Superman 78 or really, it's a very classic Superman structure. You got the Krypton act, you got the Smallville act, and then he becomes Superman. Like it, it's, it's when you do a Superman origin story, it's like, you've got the, you got the three beats, you got the three set pieces. Like you've got to do Krypton, you got to do Smallville, you got to do Metropolis. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they should have did that. Maybe they thought about doing that. And maybe there was something that happened. We're like, no, can we get the Superman? We we can't have a Superman series and not have Superman show up until the third episode. Maybe that's what they were thinking. I don't know. Possibly. Could have been something like that. That's probably what was the case. But uh, yeah, still, still a great episode. Still good things that happened this episode. And uh, man, we're going to be talking about part three next week. Man, I'm looking at the timer going, dang, we it, it's always fun when we like start off and like we have so much to talk about because there's so much we're talking about for the first time. Yes. And, and, then, and then they get a little bit shorter because then it's like, yeah, because then we're just we're focusing on the episode. We're not I, I noticed that. Yeah, I noticed that, too, because when we first started Batman, we were the episodes probably went over an hour. They went over an hour, too, because we were so much to go over at the introduction. But then when it got to just like, all right, now we're just specifically talking about the episodes. So then they got to like 40 minutes, 40, 45. Yeah, yeah, like something like that. But yeah, these first two episodes uh, talking about Superman. Yeah, they've gone over an hour, which is great because there's a lot to talk there's about. To talk about. It really is. in this introduction, the way that uh, the way that they're approaching the character. And then, of course, all the voices and everything and uh yeah it's uh it's I'm so fun. looking forward to part three next week See? because it's See? a good look, one look at how giddy look at how giddy gets i know it, 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 it's a good yeah. episode i remember it being a good episode yeah so i can't wait to revisit it and hopefully you guys will too and we'll be talking about it of course next week and uh yeah i don't i think that's pretty much it i think that's all we got when it i think it's all we got for this week yeah yeah so uh yeah watch part three we'll be back here discussing it and then, uh, yeah, we're uh, we're full fledged Superman the Animated Series right now. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Go ahead, Scott. Send well, us off. Well, of course, you can find me on Twitter at scottdc27. You can find the podcast DC Squadcast, where a podcast can be found. We're on a Vero Facebook, YouTube, with the entire network of shows at squadcastmedia.com. We did just drop our latest episode of the Batman Scene by Scene, where we discuss Batman sending Selena Kyle down into the forty-four below. And over at patreon.com slash squadcastmedia for $5 a month, you can help support us. And you can find this special Patreon-exclusive episode where we talk about scene 14.5, the deleted Joker scene. Ooh, there we go. Oh, that deleted Joker scene. Man. Also love that scene when Selena goes down to the 44. I don't know. That's oh, John. Walk. There's a great story that we tell about John Turturro making some improv decisions oh. as Falcone. So yeah, I'm sure he did. Oh, I'll yeah. So, you know, like I said, patreon.com squadcast media. Check it out. All right, guys, make sure you smash that like thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, do all that stuff. Uh, even though it's Memorial Day tomorrow, I'll still be doing a film junkie live, you know, because why not? I'm off daytime work, but hey, 
I'll still do a film junkie live. Why not? So hopefully you guys have a good uh, Memorial Day. Like I said, remember uh, all the fallen uh, heroes out there. You know, don't ever forget, you know, um, gone but never forgotten as the uh, hashtag is out there for sure. So happy Memorial Day to to everyone. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for spending some time with us talking a little Superman the Animated Series. We will talk to you guys later.